Welcome to you again. Um, if, you, if you're new, we love having new people come. It's sick to have you with us. Um, what we're, we're doing something a little bit different tonight. What we normally do is um, we take a book of the Bible and we're just, we just work through it every week. But tonight we're doing something a little bit different. We're just going to stop and pause and think about God and an aspect of God. We're going to think about something that I'll tell you later on. Um, but I'm going to pray now and, uh, and then we'll get into it. So pray with me. Father, thanks so much that we just heard you speak to us as the Bible was read. And uh, we pray now that you would please help us to grow in our understanding of who you are and our love for you. Please do that. Amen. Well, I wonder if you've ever felt the feeling of despair before. Do you guys know what despair means? It's that, that feeling of hopelessness. Like everything's gone wrong and there's no way out. Have you ever felt despair a friend of mine once had an experience where one of his family members had an unexpected accident and they ended up in a coma. And the person was there for um, the person w- was there one day. Their family member was there one day, hanging out, having fun. And then the next thing, it was it was really scary. And we w- we weren't sure if he wasn't sure if they were ever going to wake up. And my friend said the worst thing about it was just not knowing what was going to happen next whether they would wake up again. And there was this real um, sense of hopelessness and despair and what's going to happen? Will things ever be the same? Um, Have you ever felt like that? Or how about, different one, how about the feeling of disappointed? Has anyone ever made your promise and then not kept it? We all know this one, I reckon. We've all been let down before. Last night, my basketball team started up the term again. And um, last term... We finished second in the whole comp. Thank you. Last night, first game back season, 25 to 72. We got smashed. We got absolutely hammered. And so we were all super disappointed because we were so we were so like confident in ourselves because we did so well last term and then we rock up last night and we get absolutely hammered. So devo. We were so disappointed. Um today's actually my birthday, twenty-five today. Cheers, cheers guys. Yeah, thanks. Um, halfway to 50. Um, woo! But when I was younger, I haven't felt this today, so don't worry. But when I was younger, I always felt let down and disappointed after my birthdays. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah. Because yeah. I always expected so much from my birthday. I, I thought that my birthday was going to be the best day of the year. And I thought it was going to be, it would be the perfect day and all my friends would be there. My family would make a huge fuss over me and I'd get all the presents that I wanted and it would just, somehow it would last forever. It was like that day was not a normal 24-hour day. That was like a special day that should have just kept going. But I'd always end up the next morning or the end of the day, I'd always end up so disappointed. You know, my, some of my friends, they let me down. They wouldn't be there. They wouldn't be there at the party or my parents didn't get me the things that I wanted, even though I told them exactly what I wanted. Um, being disappointed sucks, hey. Well, what about this one? Here's another one for you, but this is for the Christians here. Do you ever find it hard to be obedient to God? Do you ever feel like, um, you, like you know that the Bible says do this, right? And you know that that's what the Bible says, but you don't want to do that. You don't even think that's right. You want to do this. Or God has said this, but you actually think, no, 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 God, that's not right. Or how is that fair? And you have this kind of pull inside of you where you don't want to disobey God, but obeying God is going to be really hard, and so you're kind of torn. 
Now, I've just given you three different situations that no one really wants to find themselves in. And they all start with D's, just to make it helpful for you. Despair, disappointment, and disobedience. Now, here's the question for tonight. What if there was something that could help you avoid all those things? What if there was something that could save you from that feeling of despair or from disobedience to God or from disappointment? What if there was something that could save you from all those things? That'd be too good to be true, hey? One thing to stop all that stuff or to save you from all that stuff? Well, the thing we're talking about tonight is that thing. There is something, and it's this, ready? You all listening? It's the truth that God is good. I want to read you from Psalm 100, and it should be come up on the screen. It says this, I read this before, just before we sang. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name forever. Why? Why should we praise his name forever? Let me tell you. For, because the Lord is is good and his love endures forever now god being good doesn't sound that exciting hey i reckon you guys were like oh this is going to be so good i can't wait to oh god is good i'm pretty sure i knew that yep that's good it doesn't sound that exciting it sounds kind of plain and simple but i'm making the claim tonight that this knowing that god is good is one of the most important things that you can know that's a big claim but i reckon it's true it doesn't sound that impressive because we, when we use the word good, um, we, it doesn't sound that exciting to us. Like if it's kind of, the word good is how you describe your day at school. Like, you go, like your mum says to you, so how was your day? And you go, yeah, it was good. Good doesn't sound that impressive. To us, the word good kind of feels like the word okay. Yeah? Like if, I, if, you asked, if I'd seen a new movie that came out, right, and you said, oh, how's the movie? And I said, yeah, it's good you probably wouldn't want to go see it. You probably wouldn't be itching to run to the movies and spend your money. But if I said it was epic, it was amazing, then you'd want to go and see it. Hey, but if I said it was good, you'd be like, meh. But when the Bible says that something is good, it means something heaps more than what we do. In the Bible, if something's good, it means it's right in every single way. It's perfect. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's the, it's the exact opposite of evil. It's good and evil. And it's the exact opposite of that. It's spotless. So for God to be good, when the Bible says that God is good, that is a big deal. That's not just saying that God's all right. That's saying that, that's saying that He is good. He is good. That's what it's saying. Now... I'm saying tonight that knowing that God is good is one of the most important things that you can know and it can save you from despair, from disobedience and from disappointment. How can it save us from those things? Well, let me show you. I'll show you with two, kind of, two big things tonight. The first one is this. God is good in all he does. God is good in all he does. I know that lots of you guys have got your Bible, so keep Psalm 145 open. And come down to verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. Turn the person next to you and true or false, what do you reckon about this statement? God can do anything. 
True or false? Turn to the person next to you. I'll give you five seconds. True or false? God can do anything. All right, that'll do. Um, put your hands up if you reckon God can do anything. That is true. Put your hands up. True that God can do anything. All right, put your hands up if you think God. there are some things that God can't do. If you think that statement is false. Oh, pretty evenly split. Well, do you want to know the answer? Or do you just want me to not tell you? I just won't tell you, hey. I shouldn't tell you, yeah. No. All right, I'll tell you, all right, I'll tell you. The answer, shh. Do you want to know? The answer is false. There are some things that God cannot do because, because God is good. And so he can't do anything that's not good. He can't do anything that's evil. Another way of thinking about this is that God can't sin. He just can't do it. Now, just quickly, um, if there's some stuff that God can't do, does that mean that God's not powerful? It's like God's not as good now. He's not as epic now because he can't do some stuff. Well, no. Um, it doesn't mean that he's not as powerful. There are some things that are different to what God's like, and so he'll just never do that. So, for example, God will never lie. We've all lied before. I'm sure of it. But God will never do it. He's going to exist forever, and he will never lie. Now, does that, not, does that mean he's not powerful because there's something he won't do that he can't do? Well, no. What it means is he's good. He is good. It actually means that he's powerful enough to never change from what is good. So God is good in all he does. And so I want to show you two ways that God is good in all he does. First of all, God is good in all of his actions. Have a look. Verse 17 again. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. In every single thing that God has ever done, there is ne- he's never done the wrong thing. Seriously. Think about this, right? Just say, I reckon you guys, most of you might have another 60 years left, or 60 or 70 years left, who knows, right? In those 60 or 70 years left that you guys have left of your lives, God will not once do the wrong thing. That's hectic. That is hectic. Now, does that surprise you? No? Good. Good on you. There are, there are, I reckon, because for me, there have been times when I have wondered if God has done the right thing. I, I have had times where I've, have I, I've questioned, God, are you, are you good right now? And what's going on? Are you good? Have you ever thought about this? What about letting Adam and Eve sin? Have you ever wondered... If God is good and in control, why would he even let that happen? Doesn't that mean God's bad because he didn't stop them from sinning? You ever thought that before? Well, let me tell you two things really quickly. First of all, it is true that God is in control of all things. He's the one, he just spoke and the universe came into being. But he made humans, he made humans with real responsibility for their actions. So that when I do this, I hate your spoon, ah! I'm the one who's responsible for mistreating that spoon. It is God's not to blame for my mistreatment of that spoon. That was me. No, we are accountable for our actions because we make real decisions. So when Adam sinned, whose fault was it? It wasn't God's. It was Adam's. 
God was in control. It was part. Wait, boys. It was God's part of God's plan that Adam would sin, but God isn't to blame for that. Adam is. So what you have happening is God being sovereignly in control and us being able to do real stuff, and somehow they work together. But when bad stuff goes wrong, happens, it's not God. No, it's it's us, and He's good despite the evil things we do. So there's the first thing. Second thing is we need to be really careful not to point our fingers at God and accuse Him of being wrong. Because we need to understand that God is always good and He is so far greater than we are and that His ways are unquestionable and incomprehensible and indeniably right and good, always. And our tiny little minds can never fully understand why God is doing what He's doing now, it is, it's okay to ask questions, but when you do ask questions, why is God doing this? Do it humbly. Don't do it like shaking your fist at God because He's never wrong. And so we can never shake our fist at God. The problem is not with God. It's just that we don't understand things fully yet. And so when you do have questions, which is good, it's good to ask questions, but when you do, ask your questions humbly with your fists in your pockets like this. Now, there are other times when it feels like God's not good as well. Like when a loved one dies and you're hurting. Or like when people ditch you and it seems like no one cares. Or when you find it hard to fit in because you're a Christian. What do you do with that? Is God not good in those times because He's allowing it? Well, the Bible says that God is good in all of His ways. And it actually says, get this, it actually says that if you're a Christian, God is always working for your good. Even when it seems like the worst stuff is happening, God is actually working for your good there. Have a look at this verse. It's up on the screen. Romans chapter 8. This is a verse, if you're a Christian, memorize this verse and cling to it for the rest of your life. It says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him in every situation. Even when it's the most darkest and you're in so much pain, God is working for the good of those who love Him, who've been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He predestined, and this, here's the next thing, here's how God's working for your good. He predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus. Christians, memorize that verse, because what this says is when things are at their worst, when you're going through really hard times, and what God is doing is using that terrible time for your good to make you more like Jesus. So when things are really bad, God is still good and He's done you no wrong and He's not happy about your suffering, but what He's going to do is even use that horrible situation for your good to make you more like Jesus. Now, how amazing is that? How good is that to have that promise? Can you see how the goodness of God can save you from despair, from that feeling of hopelessness and abandonment. Can you see how... See, sorry, imagine if, imagine if you didn't know that God was good, right? And you were going through a really hard time, like my friend was with their family member. How could you find any comfort if God wasn't good? What could comfort you? You just, you'd think that life sucks, and God's just 
you're just God's punching bag at the moment and there's no solution and there's no good that's going to come of this. And But knowing that God is good means you can have hope. You don't have to despair. You can know that God, if He's not happy about your suffering and we might not know why it's happening, but we can know that God is He's there, He's good, He's working for our good and He cares. The goodness of God is so important to get. It seems small, but it's massive. And so guys, when you are hurting and stuff is tough, remember the goodness of God. He's looking after you. He wants what's best for you. And he wants to, he wants to turn that horrible situation into something good. God's good in all his actions. Secondly, God is good in all his commands. Have a look again at verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. Now, since God is the boss, right? He, he's the one who made us. He thought us up. He made us for himself. He's the boss. He can command us to live however he wants us to live. Because he's the creator of the world. He owns it. He made it. It's up to him. But sometimes, God's ways are hard to obey. Sometimes it seems like his commands and what he says isn't always good. Like, what about in the Old Testament when he commands the Israelites to kill all the Canaanites? Was God good then? Or what about when God says, I don't want you, I don't want you to have sex before marriage. Sex is, is to be kept for marriage. That's where it's going to be best for you. Is he just saying that because he wants to ruin fun? See, sometimes his command, we can think that his commands aren't good and Sometimes he just seems unfair and unreasonable. Now, when you feel that way about one of God's commands and one of the, some stuff in the Bible, what's going to keep you from disobeying God? If you're unsure about something that God said, what's going to stop you from just ignoring him? You guessed it. It's the goodness of God. Knowing that God's good. It's like when your parents... It's like when you ask your parents if you can do something, and I couldn't think of an illustration... I couldn't think of an example of when I did... Actually, no, I can! When I, when I was 14, I asked, um, I asked my mum if I could go and see this band called Slipknot. Now, I don't know if you guys... I like, used to be a heavy metaler back in the day. And um, Slipknot is this horrible band. <laughs> horrible, horrible band. They wear masks and they look like the scariest thing. Like, you would be terrified if you went to one of the concerts. And I asked my mum if I could go to this concert. And she was like, oh, no, no. No, no, no. And I was like, oh, that sucks. So I got on the phone to my dad. And I was like, hey, dad, I really want to go to this concert. Can I go to th-? Don't do that. That is not a good thing to do. All right? And my dad was like, no, you cannot go to this concert. And I was really disappointed. But what stopped me from, what, what was going to stop me from like sneaking out with my buddies who were going and just like saying to my mom, oh, I'm just sleeping over a friend's house and going to the concert. Anyway, what was going to stop me from doing that? Well, partly it was just because I wasn't that kind of kid. Secondly, it's because I knew, even though I was disappointed, I knew that my mum and my dad just wanted what was best for me. And even though it didn't seem, it didn't seem right for me, and I was really, I was, you know, a little bit angry about it and upset about it, I knew that they just wanted what was good for me. And so I submitted to them and listened to them and didn't go to the concert. Um, now, just, if, you're, if one of your parents says no, don't go and ask the other one. That's not cool. That's really not cool. Um, but it's the same for us on God. When, sometimes when God says stuff 
and you don't really agree with it or you don't want to hear it, knowing that God is good will keep you from disobeying Him. Because even when it's difficult to understand, you can know, I don't get it, but God, I know you're good, and I know you always do what's good, and I know that you just want what's best for me. You're not against me. And so we can trust God. So guys, trust God in His Word. Trust Him in all He says and all He does. So can you see how important the goodness of God is? That's the first big point. God is good in all he does. And here's the last thing I'll show you tonight. God is the only one who is good. This is going to come up on the screens. This is Mark 10. And what happens here is a dude comes up and asks Jesus a question. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up and fell, ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So this dude has come to Jesus and he's like, Jesus, Tell me how I get to live forever. How do I get to be with God in heaven? And here's how Jesus responds. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. Jesus says, the only one who isn't sinful is God. That all humans are evil. We aren't good. That's hectic. I don't know if if you're brand new. So stoked to hear, but I really want you to hear that this is what Jesus thinks about us. He thinks that we are all actually broken. Now, just really quickly, if you're really switched on, you might be asking a question. Does Jesus say he's not good here? And does Jesus say that he's not God here? Because that's freaking me out. Well, no, I actually think that this passage helps us see that Jesus is God. Um, in, In another part of the Bible, Hebrews 4, it says that Jesus was perfect, that he was sinless. And so... Here, if Jesus says that only God is good and sinless, what does that tell you about Jesus? Did you follow that? It tells you that Jesus is God, because he's good. Anyway, um, so Jesus is God and he's good, it's perfect. But what this tells us about humans is that we are not like God, that he is different from us. And so I want to say, understanding this, that only God is good, can save you from so much disappointment. It can save you from ruining your relationships. Now think about this, right? Why do, you, why do we get disappointed with people? I reckon it's because we expect too much from them. Sometimes we look to our, the people in our lives, the, the relationships we have, to fulfill us and make us happy and satisfy our needs and desires. And we expect the, the other people, our friends, to always do what's right for us and never let us down. And we think like this, if I only had that boyfriend or that girlfriend, then my life would be awesome. Or I'm going to have the perfect day with my friends on Saturday. It'll be the best day ever. We're going to have heaps of fun. It'll be the best. On that day, I'm going to be perfectly happy because I'll be with my friends doing what we want to do. But the truth is, they can never complete us. They can never fulfill our lives or give us meaning or purpose. They can't, our friends can't satisfy our, all our desires. And sometimes they are going to do stuff that will let us down. Sometimes they, sometimes they won't have your back as you want them to. Have, have you ever had someone break a promise? I'm sure you would have. Now, why is this the case? Why is it that our friends, our relationships, they, they don't always live up to the way we want them to? Why is that? It's because we're looking to people for what, God, for, for what 
only God can do. God is the only one who can satisfy us. God is the only one who will never do us wrong. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that um, relationships with other people are a bad thing. Relationships are good. We were made for them. Do you remember from Genesis 2, we learned at that? We were made for a relationship with God, relationship with the earth, and a relationship with each other. Yeah, others. So relationships are really good, but only God will never let us down because only God is good. Now, knowing this can save you from um, expecting too much from people, from putting too much pressure on your relationships. Um, If you know that God alone is good, then when people let you down, because it will happen, it hasn't happened already, it will. If you know that only God is good, then you won't hate people for it when they do let you down. You'll know that they're not God, they're broken, just like you're broken, and you can forgive them. You don't have to hold a grudge. You don't have to think that they don't like you because they've let you down a little bit. No, it, it happens. You can, fe- you can forgive and not be crushed. But know this, guys. God will never let you down. Psalm 145. You've still got it open. Have a look at verse 13. It says this, The Lord is trustworthy in all His promises and faithful in all He does. God will always keep his promise to you. He'll always do what's best for you to make you more like Jesus because he's good. See, the goodness of God can save you from so much hurt, from despair, from disobedience, from disappointment. And I really want you guys to get how important this is to grasp. This is not a small thing. This is a huge thing. It's so important to get. God is good. And so, let me finish with a couple of bits of application for you. First of all, here it is. Adore God because of His goodness. Adore Him. I don't think we're very good at doing this. But nothing else deserves your adoration and and your praise like God does. Nothing else is as good as Him. So in your prayers, adore God. Declare to Him, say to Him how good He is. Praise Him for His goodness and love Him for it. There's the first thing. Second, look to God for your comfort. He alone is good. Don't put too much pressure on your relationships. Don't expect them to do what only God can do. Friends, parents, siblings, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, they're not perfect. You're not perfect. Only God is good, so look to Him. And last thing, trust God when things are hard. When it's hard to obey when you're going through tough times, you can trust that He always wants what's best for you, even if it's hard to understand at the time. Let's praise God and adore Him for how good He is. Let's pray now. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, You are so good. You are awesome. Everything You do is good. You are never wrong. And no one can ever accuse you of doing a wrong thing. We adore you for being who you are and for always doing what's right. We know that we are not good like you are. We deserve to be punished by you. But we thank you for your amazing grace to sinners like us. 
for sending your son to save us even though we're not good. We thank you so much. You are so good to us. Now please God, help us to trust you that you are good. And we pray that knowing that you are good will will keep us from despair, disobedience and disappointment. In Jesus' name, amen.